0: slow down a bit take care of yourself be self-aware enough to know what your values are and then to use those values to set goals and then use those values and goals together to help you make decisions so you don't have to do all the things and that can be a way of de-stressing by simply doing a little bit of um emotional and practical triage to determine what you should or should not be doing take take that
1: machete that emotional machete to things
0: (laughs) i don't remember the chapter about the emotional machete yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) the bonus chapter maybe bonus chapter i love it
1: I am your host, Jason Lafferty.
0: I'm your host, Dylan Dantremont. We are two dudes who review books.
1: Dylan, my dude.
0: What's up, dude? How's it going? <laughs> hey,
1: it is going great. It is a quasi... No, it's not quasi. It is a sunny Sunday. It is a sunny Sunday. It um, It is it is
0: pre-spring. Is it? Is that a thing? Um, I don't I, know. It, it it's either pre-spring or precipitation. It's hard to tell. Uh <laughs> well, no, it's not, it's, no, I, it's not rainy. Yeah, it's not raining. It's rainy. not it's precipitation. Not not yet. We might be pre-precipitation. Um, no, it's a <laughs> Pre- it's a beautiful day. Pre pre-precipitation. I went for uh I took the, the family for a walk yesterday and it was so gross. It was like cold oh, and yeah. rainy, and I was like, this is bad. This is duck yeah. hunting weather for people who hate <laughs> themselves and, and then, it, was, but, it was snowing yesterday i took the like it,
1: i wouldn't right i went and ran errands it was snowing yesterday morning it was cold
0: yeah, yeah yeah it was cold and wet and gross um but today it's much nicer and uh getting outside was really nice i went for a nice walk down at the park it was beautiful today yeah
1: we went we went to the park as well and we played on slides and then we went and ate ice cream the same as a walk it's the same as a walk same two things
0: balance out yeah i like
1: There's something about cold weather in the northwest and ice cream that is just—it's just so hand in hand.
0: It just works for you. I do. It it. does. does.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we're we're talking emotional agility today. Um, Yes. By Susan David. Uh, Susan David. Mm -hmm. So this book is really interesting in how this book kind of came up. Interesting how this book came up and how it came about for us. Was as we were planning things out. Uh, my dad has talked about this book a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Have you read it yet? Have you read it? Have you read it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, I told him we're gonna read it. He sends me his notes. He had very oh. like elaborate notes, like Co- copious uh,
0: notes. I dare say. Like he had he
1: had these notes that were like very distilled down. Um, they're great notes. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna skim them over before I read the book and then I, I read the book and then I wrote back and I, I reread them I, it's just great notes and I could see why he's excited about it right mm-hmm. so we're gonna I, I think it's it's good to kind of to throw out that we're probably gonna say EQ we're probably gonna say emotional agility we're probably gonna say you know uh, uh, emotional intelligence we're probably gonna interchange some of these things um, mm-hmm. But this is a, it's a book that that explores uh, the concept of emotional intelligence and the ability to navigate difficult emotions in a healthy and effective way. Um, There's, there's strategies there. There's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great book. Susan, David did a great job. Um, It encourages readers to cultivate a great sense of self-awareness and self-compassion while also building resilience and uh, capacity to thrive in the face of life's challenges, and um, for all the people that went through the last three years, there mm-hmm. have been some challenges. There have been some challenges. Yeah, and I feel like the world is still opening back up, and so we're still, you know, getting to be around people. And I feel like this is a great book. To start being around people again, because you know we all know that we we ignored people, avoided people for the longest time.
2: Mm Hmm.
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm so I'm so glad that you mentioned also um, the self awareness and the self compassion Um, because I think often and the book talks about this a little bit, but so often we get so caught up in you know, I have to be a great dad, I have to be a great worker, I have to hit the gym X hours a week. Um, And not all of those things are, are very kind to ourselves. (laughs) Some, some of those things can be really challenging for us and require us to give a lot uh, to others. Um, But being self-aware of where you are in terms of being stressed out and, and acting with a little bit of kindness and compassion towards yourself is just really powerful for your mental health. So I just want to interject that in there yeah. before we get into kind of some of the other stuff. Um, but this book does spend some time talking about like, don't forget uh, to be good to yourself, to forgive yourself, to see yourself where you are
1: yeah yeah that see yourself where you are Mm -hmm. that that's a great statement for this book right Mm -hmm. um so this is is this our second book our second book in the emotional intelligence because we're reading three books this year on emotional intelligence and this is the second one we're reading right Um, what was
0: our was our first one
1: I think I think we counted discipline
0: as destiny. Okay. Okay. Discipline discipline is destiny, I think was our first one. Yeah, because Blue Zones was more like that, yeah. that happiness bit. Blue, Blue right? Zones was happiness. Yeah. And then the parenting books that were in there.
1: Um yep. uh, I I can't remember if Stop Overthinking was it, but I, I think this is our third because we have we end, we end the season on a book called uh, emotional intelligence and that's the one yeah. by amy jacobson mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yes this is our third um so where where do you feel like this book landed for you against uh like the
0: discipline is destiny you kind of get where i'm going with that question yeah yeah i think so um this one i felt Uh, It just approached it from a different angle, right? Discipline is destiny approaches um, the topic really through the lens of Stoic philosophy, which I stand by is tremendously uh, powerful.
1: And it's the original, the
0: original emotional intelligence. Yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, But I would also say that not, that doesn't resonate with everyone, um, and so I really appreciate the angle that this, book's ta- this book takes, which is a little, uh, you know, obviously less through the lens of stoic philosophy and more through the lens of uh, the emotional intelligence kind of angle that says, well, what's a, how could we be a little bit more clinical about this? What do research studies say? Yeah. Um, she does do some anecdotes, but it's not Like a lot of the anecdotes and Discipline is Destiny are more about like historical names of people that you know, (laughs) you know, Lou Gehrig, the Queen of England, stuff like that. Whereas this is more like, you know, a coworker of mine, like yeah. literally in the book, she talks yeah. about coworkers. She talks about key studies. She talks about other university studies that she's yeah. done. So the, the type of anecdotes and the type of supporting evidence as a result is fundamentally different. And so I think that this book will frankly just resonate with a different audience, which is, I think, good. And I also appreciated reading it because it just provided, you know, not everybody can be like Lou Gehrig, you know, but, but it feels really accessible that anybody could be like Jane from accounting or, or <laughs> Jerry from finance, who's running into this leadership problem that people don't take him seriously. Right. So um, it, I think as a result, it made some of this content feel a little bit more accessible. Really? Yeah. And also yeah. I would say, a lot of the advice that this book gives is um, I, I want it. It has a negative connotation, but bear with me. It feels a little bit more prescriptive, but in a good way, like here's some stuff that you can do. Um, and the other thing that she does that I really like that I'm sure we'll talk more about is she emphasizes small steps towards yeah. improvement. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, we'll, we'll definitely get into some small steps. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So do you feel, I mean, you, you're, you're a pretty emotionally intelligent guy, right? Do you feel, what, more,
0: what do you mean by that? <laughs> you feel more emotionally <laughs> intelligent after reading yes. this book? Yes, I do. Uh, I will, I will also say um, that first of all, yes, I do feel more <laughs> intelligent, emotionally intelligent. I will say that my emotional intelligence before today was not zero Um <laughs> It was also good because it gave a name to uh, a lot of the strategies that I was kind of already using, right, Right. that I've, that I've sort of acquired, I, I kind of, sometimes accidentally, and sometimes through stoic philosophy, a lot of the strategies that she's talked about in this book are, some of them are ones that I've acquired accidentally and just didn't have a name for it. it was just like, I just do that thing, but it's yeah. nice to have a name for it. Cause that allows me to share that knowledge with other people in a way that's a little bit more cogent. How about yeah. you?
1: You know, I, I, yeah, again, the short answer. Yes. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it it made me where it really helped me out was it, it kind of brought clarity to some, some mindset stuff. Uh, I've read emotional intelligence before I knew what emotional intelligence was. Mm -hmm. but what i really liked about the book was that that ability to shift right Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you know not just being stuck in one emotional gear Mm -hmm. right and going okay and maybe bringing it back and asking myself some questions that that like oh why am i feeling this way right now Mm -hmm. um and kind of giving myself some space to be with emotions. So, yeah, I think just that, that mindset around what EQ is, it it really helped me out here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's
0: no, go ahead. The, the other, I was going to say the other thing that this helped uh, me do is uh, it helped me sort of um, prioritize, right? We've got a, uh, many th- thousands, even sometimes, of competing priorities in our life between work and fitness and health and family and wife and kids and extended family and where we live and what we drive and all this stuff and. Um, expectations and- right yeah what does it mean to be masculine? what does it mean to be, <laughs> be too masculine like what does it mean to be not <laughs> masculine like all those things right all, all the things this. that are going on right now yeah the uh, pressure that people feel in society writ large she also talks a little bit about like how, how that has also changed over time and how artificial that even is. She talks about comparing yourself to others and how damaging that can be. But the work that she did that was really powerful for me as well is um, rather than being stressed out um, by the decisions that you have to make, it's actually really liberating to look at these decisions and ask yourself, how does this help me um how how does this decision match with my goals and values like as a human being how does this help me and rather than being like ah, i have to do all the things it helps you to realize you you don't you don't have to do all the things that's crazy making yeah. slow down a bit take care of yourself, be self-aware enough to know what your values are, and then to use those values to set goals and then use those values and goals together to help you make decisions. So you don't have to do all the things. And that can be a way of de-stressing by simply doing a little bit of, um, Emotional and practical triage to determine what you should or should not be doing. Take take that
1: machete, that emotional machete, to things. (laughs) I don't remember the chapter
0: about the emotional machete. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bonus chapter, maybe. Bonus chapter. I love it.
1: You gotta. You have to triage that. You have to. And by having, by knowing your why, and it's it's a lot of the coaching work that I like to do is that knowing your why. Yeah. Is when you discover those values and you know your why it, it, it makes you know it makes things easier to decide you're like mm-hmm. you know we're not gonna i'm not gonna hold on to this i'm gonna move on from it i'm gonna yeah yeah absolutely i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna this is well this is my value and that also helps you understand when a value is compromised
2: for right? sure Mm-hmm.
1: right uh like why am i so upset by you know becky and accounting Mm -hmm. for the decision they made it's like Mm -hmm. oh because i feel like they're we had aligned values and they now compromised one and now i'm upset and i'm not really upset with becky i'm upset about how you know my my thoughts
0: of becky and yeah so Mm -hmm. understanding that's a is a big deal she Um, also i'm glad you brought that up because she also talks about the difference uh, of course there's like some of it's obvious right but the difference between grit and quit right and she she discusses that having grit is is a valuable trait in in you know whatever 99% of yeah. circumstances if grit is driving you to continue to do something that's not in alignment with your goals though yeah. that's problematic so she provides some guidance some tips about questions that you can ask yourself you know if you go if you go to work for a company um thinking that it had you know x mission that you really care about you know and then you get to work for the company and you find out that their commitment to their mission is is was not as um, overarching as the commitment yeah. to the to the bottom line or to your executives salary bonuses or to the stockholders or stock price right and learning that, being able to balance that against your values helps you decide do I even need yep. to be here Well um, and, it and I also thought that could- was powerful.
1: And it also could be an over time thing, right? So mm-hmm. if you started with a company and they had, they were, they were very, this is what their mission was. And then over time that, that mission either changed or they started distancing themselves from it. Right. You're now going, oh, I started here for this, mm-hmm. right? Why am I staying here when we're no longer this? Yeah. Yeah. So and it really helps. This goes into they don't this is something I've kind of talked about. They don't really talk about this in the book, but that goes into shadow missions.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: if your mission lines up with the company's mission, that's that's aces. You're you're doing something, you're you've got a, a really special thing and you should hold on to that. But sometimes you have to compartmentalize and go, you know, we I don't line up with the, the mission hundred percent anymore. Mm-hmm. It's either you're comfortable with it and you're able to, uh, find that somewhere else, right. Mm-hmm. Or you're no longer comfortable with it and you part ways with the company.
0: Yeah.
1: But the company's going to do what the company's going to do. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and, and that's I not, that's all... not, yeah, it's not really that's in not the book, the... but, <laughs> but well, well, it is, a it little, is. Yeah. Yeah. And... And I will say the the way that it's in the book is that she describes a third way, right? Way one, fine, whatever, I'll play along. Yeah, she talks about that a little bit in the book. Yeah, okay. Quit, bail out. She talks about that in the book. But the third option that she talks about um, also is a concept that you brought up before. In fact, is job crafting. Yeah. Right, where you're taking what you enjoy about the job that aligns with your values and finding ways to do more of that yeah. and less of the stuff that is not aligned with what makes you happy or your values. Yeah. Um. And, and I've been, I've been very fortunate that uh, I've been able to find ways to do that in my own job. It's not a hundred percent. Like, look, there's, there's always going to be, yeah. I think it's, it's hard to, Um, minus maybe being an entrepreneur, but I would say even not then probably, uh, in, in a larger business, especially to be able to a hundred percent job craft, right. To move away from every single thing that you don't enjoy doing. But I, I like teaching new teachers, right. I like sharing my ideas with my colleagues. Um, I like, uh, encouraging children towards independence and all of those are things that i find ways to do more of that and less of the things in education that that don't line up with my values and i've been pretty successful there so i can um as somebody who's done some of that um highly recommend job crafting even if it's to a tiny just a little
1: little a little bit Mm -hmm. right a little grit or a little bit yeah
0: a little grit or a
1: little bit yeah, and mm-hmm. so what's not in the book is the the statement shadow missions. That's sure. That's yeah. yeah that's what's not in the book. But what? Yeah, mm-hmm. what you're talking about that job crafting is if you can make those uh, tiny tweaks, which we'll we'll get into. Yeah, tiny uh, tweaks. Uh, if you can make those tiny tweaks and just add a little bit, and you know maybe it's a a one on one with somebody. You know, maybe it's it's a little a little thing, just a small mm-hmm. little little change um, will really help in in the long run of your job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My wife, um, works for a a large firm here locally. And, um, it's funny that you mention the one-on-ones. She really likes to do the one-on-ones. She has like, 36 meetings a week. Uh, I wish I were exaggerating. She wishes I was too. Yeah, it's ludicrous. But she works so hard to make sure that those one-on-ones get prioritized. Oh, yeah. Writ large, she does not enjoy the balance of the meetings, but she prioritizes those one-on-ones because checking in with people reassuring them, building them up, giving them confidence, being a leader who um, helps resource people properly is what she really cares about doing. So she's been able to, um, I'll say say get away with prioritizing (laughs) those one-on-ones, sometimes at the expense of other meetings that she just doesn't think are as valuable or other work that she doesn't think of as valuable. So yeah, absolutely. The job crafting angle is a good way to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I want to know more about your wife's one-on-ones now, but that's not (laughs) what we're we're (laughs) hearing. I can talk a lot about uh, those. Um, Yeah. No, this, this book, this book is a, is a, is a good is a good book that breaks out a lot of a lot of emotional stuff um let's want to talk t- tiny tweaks you want to start moving into that that seems like a spot we should talk about let's talk some tiny tweaks
0: we can talk tiny tweaks it's
1: tiny yes. tweaks not tiny <laughs> tweakers. that's different yes that's correct different. yeah that's a different so- thing
0: Tiny tweaks. So she the whole book is kind of broken down into what the author calls the process of gaining emotional agility. Um, And kind of like step zero is the acknowledgement that um, all in our life are these hooks. And when she says hook, what she means is um, a situation or a comment that that causes a feeling a negative feeling uh to arise inside of a person um and i I put a step zero in the process of gaining emotional agility and this is my paraphrasing step zero is mind the hooks just be aware mind the hooks oh Yeah. yeah
1: those are those are uh i mean the other way to phrase that would be your triggers yeah. Triggers. Right. Yep. That's it's a good way to put a, it. it. It's a trigger thing. And I actually mm-hmm. like when she, how she lays, this is, this was is a really weird like, but it's not at the same time, is <laughs> how she lays her book out uh-huh. is it starts with hooks and ends with thriving. And so in each each like chapter, you're kind of seeing the progression of mm-hmm. where she's bringing you closer to thriving.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and And I also appreciate if you consider like the almost like the compass direction that each chapter is sort of pointing you mining those hooks that's like very um intentional of the world is doing a thing to me (laughs) right yeah Uh, a, a triggering thing is happening i need to Be aware enough. So really it starts with awareness. Like I'm aware that I'm having this emotion. How do I create, how do I like acknowledge that that emotion exists and I exist at the same time? And how do I (laughs) deal with this? Um, And then she goes from there uh, uh, in the first kind of section she calls showing up, which is like exercising self-compassion, choosing willingness, learning from our thoughts and emotion, right? So all of that is like very internal like find almost like finding your Zen, right? Yeah. Like be nice to yourself, acknowledge that you have emotions and also acknowledge that they don't need to rule you. They don't need to be in charge. Um, and then stepping two is uh, <laughs> stepping two, step two is, <laughs> is is stepping out. That's why I had that kind of tongue twister. Yeah, and, that's, not, um, and not stepping up.
1: That's not a movie. That's, that's, a, a, mo- that's of, a different that's a chain, one. That's, yeah. yeah, that's Channing Tatum. That's, that's but, different.
0: But noticing these emotions and the situations with curiosity and courage, which is something I got to give credit to you, Jason, you're always, a lot of our conversation have to do with coming towards these kind of weird or uh, uh, triggering situations with curiosity, as opposed to with other emotions, right? Um, And then talks with uh, working with that space in between and just letting go, like being willing to drop what you perceive as a microaggression or whatever, and just let stuff go. Yeah. But step three is walking your why. And this has to do with what decisions we're then going to make. And then step four has to do with moving on. And that's where the tiny tweaks happen. And the reason that I went through all the trouble of explaining that is that this tiny tweaks idea is in section four of the book, moving on. It's how we take what's happening in our internal life, how we've learned to distinguish between ourselves and our emotions and evaluate our values and goals. And now, what do we do with that? And her argument is that if you try overnight, you know, I'll use an exaggeration here, right? If you try overnight to be a sudden, um, emotionally agile, emotionally highly intellectual guru, That's going to be an exhausting and frankly unattainable goal. And you're probably going to give up, but instead we've got tiny tweaks and I love the way she frames this as an incremental approach towards self-improvement.
1: Yeah. And that, how that whole, I mean, going through that whole thing and just looking at it, it, it gives you these, it gives you these steps in a path. And when you, when you follow these, these steps, and I mean, you're essentially, you're, you're creating awareness, you're kind of aligning for, to values, and then you're taking action. It's a very, it's a very kind of coaching process,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Susan David does this, this awesome job laying this book as she takes you, takes you through these, uh, through this process. And I feel like you could also probably pick this book up almost anywhere and read this and say, "Hey, you know, I want to know more about this process of this chapter." You may mm-hmm. read it and go, "Oh, I'm not here. I need to go.
0: I need to go back."
1: But it, I think it's it's very much an approachable thing that you could do in this book. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. And I I like noticed with myself if you almost think about you know, step zero, one, two, three, four, and then thriving as sort of like, like levels, like how yeah. do you level up, right? Yeah. It, it's not quite like that because you can approach and, and get better incrementally without, yeah. you know, being fully self-compassionate, yeah. right? We'll just use that as a, for example. But <laughs> I, I, I would say that over the last 10 years, I personally I've got a lot better at recognizing when something gets up my nose, right? When something no. pisses me off and not letting, being like, yes, that pisses me off. I feel disrespected. I feel unappreciated. I feel uh, undervalued. And now that emotion has passed and now I can get to problems. You, you,
1: you've there. named it. I mean, we talked about naming um, and whole brain child, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, what you're naming that. You're going, "Oh, yeah. yeah, this is a this is a value that's that's a thing."
0: Yeah. Yeah, the better you can name that emotion or for those of you out there with with kiddos or other people mm-hmm. that maybe are still working on their emotional intelligence, the better we can do it helping people name their emotions and naming our own emotions. Like that that's like it's it's almost uh, like a like a stiltskin sort of thing. <laughs> like once you can name it, it gives you control oh, over yeah. it. And that's yeah. a powerful thing. Like just getting to that point. And yeah. I've seen this with my own eyes, with kids helping them yeah. de-escalate and work with their yeah. emotions. So, so, yeah,
1: I think well, we're, we're about it at dad joke uh, clock. But before we get there, I do want to share a story on this, the naming. I was working on bedtime routine with the bean and she had the zoomies and i'm like okay she's got the zoomies Let, and i'm like okay let's let's name it so we name the zoomies
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: and then i'm like okay how are we going to get rid of them and so she went and ran she's like i want to i want to she ran and wanted a dance party i'm like okay so you're gonna get one song where's mm-hmm. one song where dance this out or dance out the zoomies or do a lap around the couch
2: right mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and so we did it and we get back to her room and she's like dad I, I i still i i got the i got the zoomies right and so i tried something didn't work the best but it did not work the best you got to try it we tried something and i had her put it in a gift bag
2: oh Okay. Why
1: don't we put them in a gift bag and tomorrow you can get them back?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's
1: bedtime now. Let's put them in a gift bag. And it sort of worked. Okay. It sort of, it sort of worked. For a four-year-old, it sort of worked. Like, let's put them here. Mm -hmm. Eventually she went and grabbed them out of the bag and put them back on her. (laughs) Dang it, child. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it sort of worked. So kind of naming it and giving that power, you're able to go and you're able to displace it. So whether you're an adult or whether you're a child, you're able to displace those the zoomies are that whatever you're feeling at that point in time
0: yeah yeah absolutely and and Mm -hmm. i i a hundred percent agree like giving the name right and uh kids really respond well i think to having a name and and like thinking about an emotion or a feeling as like an object you're absolutely right it's it's like not a hundred percent win rate but just naming it and figuring out what we can do with it. I know when my, when my children would get the zoomies, um, my cure was always to tickle them (laughs) so much to just, to just until they couldn't take it anymore until they were telling, telling me to stop, um, just so much tickling uh, was was my cure for the zoomies, but that's what worked for my yeah. kids. It was yeah, pretty you successful. Find, you find what works. For Love sure, it. yeah. Love you it. said you had a dad joke. Why are I, you all do. tantalizing I, me up I, in here? I, I
1: do. I, you know, I have. I have a dad joke. What do you call a pile of kittens?
0: A pile of kittens. Yes, pile of kittens. I know this one. I was just substituting in a kindergarten classroom last week it's a kindergarten classroom that's the answer isn't it
1: no it's a mountain.
0: ah <laughs> mountain. A mountain. <laughs> i love it i love it it's very it's very super troopers it's very Me- super troopers yeah 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 now meow, meow about my joke um, <laughs> uh what happened when apple tried to design a car
1: I don't know. What happened?
0: They had trouble installing Windows. (laughs) Oh, oh, great little techie joke. I love it. Yes, yes, for sure. I had to put it out there with our tech-driven lives these days. So let's
1: let's get into the tiny tweaks principle, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So the tiny tweaks principle is all about small, little adjustments, right? Deliberate, manageable steps towards your goals. Yes. And it could be, it doesn't, it could, your goal could be some more emotional intelligence, but it's all about making small little adjustments.
0: And and I'll just add that anything you can do almost, almost anything (laughs) you can do to make yourself healthier, to get more exercise, get more sleep, eat healthier, uh, put less bad stuff in your body and sleep better. All of those things, I I can almost promise you, will make you better and will raise your emotional intelligence and make it easier to take on this emotional work. Because if you're stressed and sick, or hungover, or sleep deprived, like growing hydrated. Yeah, growing in any way becomes very difficult. So that's why I like the 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 idea that we can apply this to any goal. Because any of those sort of like big five health related goals, and any other goal after that, including goals about raising your emotional intelligence um, is going to be helpful. Yeah. So you were saying,
1: yeah the um i, I kind of have a, a couple things to go with this um mm-hmm. one is we're doing some some pre-spring cleaning mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's that's where we're at in our house we're doing some pre-spring cleaning i like it and having a having a four-year-old uh routines are king right having things this is where things go this is where things you know this is this is how things are. Mm-hmm. So, I, I recently I recently cleaned the pantry at our house, and part of the pantry cleaning is I took stuff that was on the fridge
0: and I put it in the pantry. I'm right? sorry. Did you just say you rearranged the food library? I <laughs> yes, the food library has been rearranged. That, that could be so traumatic. Yeah.
1: And it was all at once. Everything came out of the food library.
0: Oh, my word.
1: And went onto the counter.
0: This sounds and... like a catastrophe. If uh, I were four years old, this would be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, had, I had the bean throw things away that were ah! were, were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your pantries, will, things will get lost and things will expire. And uh, in this case, marshmallows became hard. And I had her mm. throw away things. And she was very good about getting rid of things but it's when it went time to put things back, mm-hmm. right? I took the chips that were on top of the fridge because I was tired of looking at a dirty top of my fridge.
0: It's a good and, way to just hide it under food. Yeah, uh,
1: Yeah, I hide it, <laughs> hide it in a pantry, but that's not where the chips go, mm-hmm. right? So it was this big thing. And mm-hmm. when it comes to kids i've found i i've only been a father for 4 years now but what i what i've found is these tiny tweaks over time and adults actually respond in the same way and the example i have for that is sitcoms and i've mentioned this before right um, and this will resonate with all you big bang theorists yeah
0: big bang theorists theor- theor- theorists Theor. Theorize? theor-, theor- yeah yeah, theorize, okay.
1: eye. theorize. <laughs> yeah, um, that if you look at Sheldon first season and Sheldon mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. season, oh yeah, a completely different character. Absolutely, right? yeah. Um, the same character, but a completely different character. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, when it comes to change management, those small tweaks over time. So having an overall vision, and making small tweaks over time. Mm -hmm. Um, as as a leader as a manager or even for personal growth right Mm because one big change can be really hard right Um, you you think about um, uh, for me it was um, quitting uh, drinking coca-cola I was like Mm -hmm. three three cans a day at one point in time Mm. and um, I ended up I'm now down to maybe one a week but nice, you know, it was yeah. an overtime thing. That's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna quit cold turkey. I'm going to do these little things over, these little adjustments over time. Yeah, that are gonna get me there, right? Yeah. So those small deliberate steps towards our goals is is the is really it just resonated with me mm-hmm. in the book. Um, it resonated with me breaking down a big task into smaller steps makes it just feel less daunting yeah for so, sure yeah you were saying before before this episode that your resonant resonant res resonator
0: you'll just thing, let you keep grappling with
1: that
0: <laughs> your thing yeah
1: was was along the same lines
0: yes yeah right out of the same chapter um, in, in the chapter about making tiny tweaks, and she, she names it the tiny tweaks principle, it actually opens with a study, a relationship study out of the University of Washington, um, where they, you know, they kind of, they take a couple, think a, think a, a relatively newly married couple, uh, but it doesn't have to be just a couple. It doesn't matter. Uh, they, they, put them, <laughs> they put them into um, like, like almost like a hotel room. For the, for the weekend or whatever, they said, bring whatever you need. We're just going to observe you for the next, whatever, 48 hours. You don't need, just do what you always do. And um, they, they recorded all these people and probably asked them some questions afterwards. But what they were looking at are, were the interactions between the two spouses. And they coded the interactions um, as like accepting or turning towards um, turning away, which is more like ignoring, or um turning against. So imagine, uh, husband is reading a book about emotional intelligence, and wife looks out the window and says, "Uh, there's a pretty boat." Right. And the husband has a choice at that point. He can say, "Oh yeah, where is it?" And that would be turning towards, right? Um, The turning away could be to just say nothing, continue reading the book. And then there's turning uh, against, which would be, can't you see I'm reading? Why would you interrupt me? Right? So those three classifications, and of course, it's not just about boats. It's about anything. It can be about what we're having for dinner, what we're going to do tonight, what game would you like to play later? They classified all of... I just whacked my microphone. They classified, <laughs> they classified all of these interactions and put them into those three categories. And what they found um, after they were done coding is that the couples that had the most turning towards behaviors stayed together, married together longer. And the reason that I bring this up is that my wife and I had been talking about exactly the same thing. Um, and the way this okay, ties, so was it,
1: that, was that prior to reading the book or was, did yes. that, you guys start talking about it?
0: We were talking, we were talking about it three weeks ago. Uh, my wife and I were just talking about, um, we were reflecting because we do, uh, have some friends that, that are breaking up that are going through divorce. Uh, it's, it's not an unknown thing. Um, and we were talking about like, we're very secure and comfortable and strong in our relationship. And we were talking about why that was, uh, my wife and I, I, I can count on one finger the number of times we've argued, uh, since we got married. Um, we, we just, that's just not what we do. And I think part of that is that, um, we have so many of these positive interactions of these turning toward interactions and every one of those is like a drop into a bucket and people people like to say that as like it's a bad thing but look a drop into a bucket means the bucket is slowly filling up right
1: so uh, I'm gonna bring it back to Scott House because yeah okay yeah the 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 man the myth the legend has been brought up on oh, yes. the podcast yes. many times mm-hmm. yeah um, one of these days he used to be like I heard you guys were talking about me uh, I hope so but he always talked about it as the same concept but as a checking account
2: right mm-hmm. yep
1: that's fair and you put you're putting money in you're creating a positive balance you're keeping putting money in. Mm-hmm. But then there's stuff that comes out
2: mm-hmm.
1: all right, so in this uh thing you're you're creating emotional capital, right? Sure, yeah, and then what comes out is there maybe there is a time that you 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 turn against, and it's like, oh crap <laughs> like,
2: I, I was not, stressed,
0: not, yeah, no <laughs> I it, was stressed. It, it, I
1: shouldn't have it, said that, and you're you're you go back and you mend it, but it, it's yeah. that
0: taking away from the checking account, right? Sure. But You're, I would take- also say that our, our checking account, in, in this example, our yeah. checking account yeah. is also our, it's our retirement account. Like, yeah. right? our, our ultimate yeah. goal is to get so much money into that dang thing, so yeah. much emotional capital in there, that the, that the interest, <laughs> right, <laughs> it's without us putting in there, the yeah. interest just funds itself in perpetuity, yeah. right? Because, exactly. and, and that's the other part is that w- when your partner makes an emotional appeal to you whatever it may be tries to address you oh that's a pretty boat it's pretty outside um wow the carpet is gross like whatever it is and you just react with kindness and positivity and love if you can yeah. then then uh, i don't know when my wife says something and makes some sort of emotional appeal like maybe i am in the middle of reading my book and she says there's a weird bird in the backyard right like even if i know that it's probably a woodpecker or something (laughs) because i've seen all the birds around here i'm still gonna go look yeah it for me it's not it i think what i'm trying to say is that's not money out of my checking account it's money into our checking account and the All of that is to say that these tiny things, that those tiny interactions that you might not think about much, you might think, so what? There's a bird in the backyard. I don't need to say anything. She doesn't need a response from me. And that may be true. She or he may not need a response from you. But if you just take two seconds out of your day to say, huh, that's weird. That's better than nothing. That's better than, shut up,
1: I'm reading. (laughs) <laughs> As well it's better so there's the nothing is the is the um turn away right
0: it's turn away yeah yeah yep. so mm-hmm. turn
1: against would be shut up i'm reading pretty much yes yeah. right. so, or any yeah.
0: permutation yeah. of that can't you yeah. see i'm reading um i can't pause my game yeah. right now like yeah. whatever it might yeah. be yeah yeah well, i'll push so, away and
1: that, so and if you think about it with So you're talking about it with the relationship with your, your wife, right? Yeah. But this is also a relationship with a child. This is relationship with, with coworkers. Yes. Right. This is this, you could be in a, you could be in a meeting with 10 other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And are you choosing to, to, to towards turn Mm -hmm. away or Mm -hmm. turn against right Mm -hmm. so a comment is said right Mm -hmm. and the maybe the comment's snide maybe maybe everybody saw it as disrespectful right you still have those three choices to make Mm -hmm. right you you could ignore it in the moment which would be turning away Mm -hmm. right and you could turn towards it later to understand it right? right or you could turn towards it you could also turn against it in the meeting right yeah and it could be with with ideas it could be with a comment right but Mm -hmm. just i mean that tiny tweaks thing and making and and helping you manage your relationships Mm -hmm. right people don't know you'd be sitting at your desk you could be you could be working on something you could be reading people don't know what you're doing necessarily they don't know the stress you have it's not like you're wearing you know a big led screen on your chest that
0: says right. high stress level approach with caution right yeah exactly <laughs> like what think of it as like an iceberg like what you can see of yeah. other people in their behaviors yeah. in their words in their outside yeah. appearance that is a tiny tiny piece of the entirety of their being and the sooner we're we're quick to like um or at least we should be quick uh, to to think that of ourselves like we make our decisions we know everything that's going on and but we're quick to like um give ourselves the benefit of the doubt oftentimes we don't always do that with other people and part of that has to do with seeing people so one-dimensionally, yeah. right? We think that everything that we see, like I I even recognize that there are some people that I've known for a tremendously long time that I still have so much more to get to know about them. Yeah. To to think that I'm some sort of expert on another person. Um, when when people are such deep and interesting uh entities, right? Creatures. Um I'm still trying to get to know myself. So, how could I have any sort of hope of <laughs> really deeply knowing another person? We just, we're bumbling along doing the best yeah. we can, right? So, the sooner you acknowledge that you don't know what you don't know and give people the benefit of the doubt and n- try to turn towards them and make incremental steps towards getting to know them. Abraham no. Lincoln had a, a great comment that I still try to live by. It's that I, was it yolo like- was it was it yolo? <laughs> one of them that um, was one of those uh, the other <laughs> a, a slightly lesser known one is yeah. um i don't like this person so i should get to know him better oh, right yeah. and, and that's an acknowledgement yeah. that people are tremendously complex beings yeah. and that as, perhaps especially if we disagree with someone we need to take yeah. the time to get to know them as a human being mm-hmm. all of that is to say that the tiny tweaks the tiny steps you take in your relationships um it just if you're trying to get yourself to the gym, maybe you know the visualizing yourself as Arnold Schwarzenegger by the end of next week is unrealistic. Perhaps we should start with putting some shorts out and getting out of bed on time uh, <laughs> and going for a walk. Like making those tiny tweaks and working yourself up, building yeah. yourself up, building your relationships and, up with time.
1: And this, I mean, you, the shorts reference you just made uh, actually really ties into James Clear atomic habits that's mm-hmm. what that just was i don't know if our that. listeners caught that but that that's what that was it's just putting it's your like i read lots of tiny... books <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so we've talked about this some already but since mm-hmm. we're on this this relationship building right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um how does your how does this tiny tweaks tie into to values
0: Um, So, yeah. So for me, it has to do with, I mean, yes, relationships and my, uh, my own emotional regulation, right? The, the part of the process of gaining emotional uh, agility has to do with what uh, she calls walking in your why, right? And what she means by that is knowing what your values and goals are and using those as a compass so that when you come to a decision point, right? And a decision point is it's just like it sounds. It's not complicated. It's anytime you have to make a choice. So that could be your wife telling you that there's a weird bird in the backyard. or It, <laughs> it could be your boss saying that there's asking you if you'd like to take on this additional project yep. at work. Uh, uh, one of the ways that the book helped me and that I think it can help a lot of people is using your goals, using your values, using your why as a way to navigate that, those situations. If you care about having um, a vibrant and loving and happy relationship with your significant other, then that decision point of her saying from the other room, there's a weird bird in the backyard, that's a decision point for you.
1: Okay, you have, have the power think, to decide. I think I didn't want to derail you, but I think everybody needs to know what was the bird. There, there was, this was the real thing, right? Was it was a, a
0: very large, like the, honestly the biggest <laughs> I have ever seen. It was the biggest pileated woodpecker I Ooh. have ever freaking seen. Like Ooh. it was the, almost the size of a turkey. It was huge. Wow. So I'm glad I went and saw it. <laughs> wow, a turkey woodpecker. Uh, it was, uh, he, it was very wow. big. It was also very close. It was like unafraid. It was like, that's cool. You can come towards me. I will stick this giant beak in your face. It did not care. Wow. So I might be reading too much into the bird's (laughs) emotions on this one. He seemed very confident. Like, I've got a sword. What do you got? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, all of that is to say that e- there are these decision points that we come to in our life, and knowing what your why is, knowing what your overarching goals, knowing and even just thinking about this. And she has an exercise for this in the book, but thinking about this your future self, like the self you want to be yeah. in 5, 10, 20 years, right? Um, thinking about that futurity helps us to That's make good futurity
1: is not a word.
0: It's- It's a word. Listeners, it's a word. (laughs) Don't listen to him. Anyway, uh, (laughs) um, thinking about that gives us a compass for which path to take. And she describes it kind of once again, this word is coming up. And she describes it as turning toward, turning toward your values, turning toward your goals. I had a a situation recently, I I take on a lot at work, um, probably a little bit too much. uh, If you were with us for the um, stop overthinking it episode, um, I tend to be somewhat of a time martyr, which means I have a hard time saying no. And I know this about myself and I'm working on it. So recently um, a coworker came to me and was like, hey, There's this really great program for uh, encouraging boys uh, to to run like and then there's like a curriculum around it. It's a volunteer program that we can have at the school. Uh, Do you want to do it? And initially with me knowing again, know (laughs) yourself, be kind to yourself. um, I I was worried that I wanted to say yes Because I didn't want to say no, right? Back to that time martyr thing. Um, But the more I got to thinking about it, the more I realized that this project, this activity, this um, undertaking was actually really well aligned with my goals and values uh, as a person and as an educator. I think we need more opportunities. Uh, For young men and women for children to be active and athletic and to learn about themselves and to learn about health and physical fitness. I don't think that there's enough of that. And I think even for, uh, especially for Uh, minority communities and communities that struggle with money, I think that there's even fewer opportunities. So it's a big personal value and goal of mine that the more I can do to bridge that gap of bringing together maybe children that are underserved in that area with what I already know about physical fitness, et cetera, um, is a good and powerful thing. So the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this initiative is actually tremendously well aligned with my goals and values. And and so I said yes, and I'm actually really happy uh, (laughs) that I did, because it is so well aligned with what I want to bring to the world, right. So it's not it's not just the tiny tweaks, right? Those tiny tweaks do play a part because you have to know what direction yeah. you're going, which direction do you want your tiny tweaks to take you, but yeah. also using your own goals, your own values, your as, own as why a as yeah. a compass. Exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like the the book overall
1: helped you kind of think through that decision. For sure. And, yeah. And kind of put some Hey, this is how I'm, I'm going to do this. This is, it aligns with everything. It just, it works out. I'm going to make it mm-hmm. happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. How yeah, about you? Uh,
1: so one of the things, it, a lot of this, it connected to the beam. Um, there was a lot there that was like, I, I have a, I have a four-year-old that is, is, struggling like all four-year-olds struggling with emotions yes Um, some some adults too (laughs) yes i I mean i feel like with all the emotional intelligence stuff i've i've read over the last bit uh, there's been emotional struggle uh, emotional turmoil uh it's why i do the when you talk about why it's i part of my coaching is i focus on on purpose and Mm -hmm. identity Mm -hmm. um uh and so with the the bean in this book, it was, there's a quote, and I can't, I couldn't tell you what page it was on, but um, it's, I can't even tell you what chapter it was in. It's, emotions are not good or bad. They simply are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a, a parable about a, a farmer and, you know, it, he, he goes and he is his horse uh, runs off runs off his farm and his neighbor comes by and he's like you know you lost your horse he's like you know yeah it is what it is it's it's, it's neither good or bad right and this whole parable it progresses and you know uh his uh, his son is on is breaking in this new horse and he gets kicked off the horse and his, I'm, I'm really butchering this and shortening it, but uh, <laughs> uh, he, he breaks his leg and, you know, the neighbors are like, Hey, you know, it's, it's, it comes by and father's like, yeah, it's neither good or bad. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And then the army comes in to start recruiting able-bodied people and his son's leg's broken. He's like, it's neither good or bad. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. He's not able to go. And that is what it is. I, I feel like I've brought this up a lot when we're, when you're dealing with change. And so with a, with a four-year-old, you know, finding moments to connect the being with emotions and helping her create space mm-hmm. between emotions, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sad, daddy. Okay. Let's understand why you're sad. Right you're feeling sad. And it's a, it's a rephrasing, not, I am sad. You are feeling sad. Let's understand Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. that is. And, you know, when we talked about uh, the whole brain child, there's that connect and redirect. And I absolutely love that from the whole brain child. And that was Mm -hmm. last episode,
2: right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: So really kind of connecting with those emotions. How does this make you feel right? Um you know okay you you feel this is how you're feeling let's understand Mm -hmm. that why why do you feel this way you know and then looking at what would what you need to do to change that feeling Mm -hmm. right Um, because it's hard for a four-year-old and it's hard for a four-year-old when you you discipline a four-year-old and they're like well you're mad at me like no i'm not mad at you
0: sure yeah (laughs) that's not what it is so it's also true of of nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds, <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure I have a little practice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and
1: it can be it can be true for adults too. Yeah, you know yeah. that that connect and redirect can be used on adults and finding mm-hmm. that you know that connection point and helping people understand emotions. Right. Um, that that adults apologizing for emotions. I mean, people still apologize. I'm I'm sorry that I'm upset. No, I. I, okay I apologize. Yeah, Just yeah. the
0: other day, I, I, I think I was getting emotional uh, recounting a story of how awesome my fourth graders were at one point. Yeah. But And, and I, w- I was apologizing for right. that, right? It's kind of a reflex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're apologizing. No,
1: you're frustrated. Let's talk about your frustration. Let's mm-hmm. talk about why you're frustrated. You, are you fr- this doesn't have to be a, with a four-year-old to be with an adult, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I said something that frustrated you. Let's talk about it, yeah, right. Oh, so really, there's a deeper problem here let's 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 open that problem up, right? For
0: sure, yeah,
1: yeah. so uh, you know, that whole apologizing for emotions, we shouldn't apologize. We feel the way we feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but
1: we you know, if we're you know making an emotional scene, that's a different story. We gotta sure, we really, yeah, you know we gotta keep those in in check right
0: well and again to to link this to stoicism a, a little bit here people think that that stoics ignore their emotions and oh, yeah. that is not true at all there's a difference between ignoring your emotions and being unwilling to be ruled by them yes right it's the ruled to- by them yes yeah. And I'll say that it, it's important to understand two things about emotions. One is that an emotional feeling, on average, lasts about ninety seconds. It,
1: that was in the book.
0: It was. It was. Yes. It was
1: in the book, and I remember that. I remember that in the book, and I'm like, no way.
0: Yes. No. And way. the other thing that I'll say about and it, emotions, but it's true. It's, but it is true. true right? It's true. Think about, Think about like the last five times you were emotional, you like probably weren't emotional for hours. Yeah. You were like, yeah. dang it, that guy cut me off. Oh, well, whatever, I'll change the radio station, right? Like yeah. it didn't last that long. <laughs> it was what it was. Um, but the other thing is that it's important for us to remember that emotions are they're, they're internally generated and uh, by nature, highly subjective, right? So, if I tell my fourth graders, fourth graders, today we're taking a math test on stuff you've never seen before. Yeah. I'm going to have fourth graders that are like, awesome. I can't wait to be challenged by this. And I'm going to have some fourth graders that will literally start crying oh yeah i'm not prepared for this exactly external events don't care right so like being able to not not ignore your emotions but manage your emotions and either use them to make you stronger or at least get them out of your way that's what emotional regulation really is right and emotional agility is the ability to say dang i'm gonna be taking a test here i'm not prepared I am stressed and upset and that's okay. I'm just okay. going to do the best I can. That's okay. Yep. I,
1: I'm going to let it be. Yep. Right? I, back to that, you know, that whole it, emotions are, are not good or bad. They simply mm-hmm. are. Okay. They
0: simply are. Absolutely.
1: Yep. That's that's what the situation is. I, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you learn from them, you go from there, you understand them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You're recommending this book to somebody and that mm. person is what type of person? What, where, who is this person that you're recommending this book to
0: anybody who wants to increase their EQ and let me like, you're probably not going to walk up to somebody, your buddy at the bar or the staff meeting or whatever. Hey, I feel like You're that's like-
1: a kind of a, that's a, that's a big <laughs> move. Hey, I noticed that you, it
0: looks like you might need this book. It looks like you might need this one. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I would say if, so I, I uh, I've learned over time that people don't change their, you can't change another person's mind, right? They, as an adult, they have have to to choose to change theirs. So Uh, as a toddler, uh, they have to. Yes. Toddlers hold on to things. (laughs) Yeah. That they do. Yeah. Um, But I would recommend this for anybody that feels like they're ready to stop being stressed out and ruled by their emotions. Yeah. Yeah right, to increasing your emotional agility. I actually wrote it down. Emotional agility is being flexible with your thoughts and feelings so you can respond optimally to everyday situations. If you feel like your thoughts and feelings are causing you to miss opportunities, are causing you to damage your relationships, are causing you to grow apart from people that you would like to grow closer to, then you should read this book, honestly.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's, and it's really hard. I I just want to tag on there. It's really hard if you don't see that you're missing opportunities and you don't have Mm -hmm. someone. Right, mm-hmm. if you're so intertwined into that emotion, right, there either has to be this like, like, you know, come to Jesus moment or mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, this book is is you're spot on on who I would recommend it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to ask, what's the youngest person you would recommend this to? Like, so your youngest daughter's 10. Ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. So would
0: you, would she read it?
1: Would I, you recommend
0: her to read it? I don't think I would recommend it to her. Um, my eldest is 14. She's almost ready. <laughs> so I okay. guess I would say, um, and she's, an eighth grader. So I think I would say if the youngest person I would recommend it to would probably be a high schooler. But even with that said, it would be even better for someone like college yeah. or even like at the beginning of a career. because yeah. I, and, and here's the why. There is a why. I think that for many people, it's going to take at least that long to figure out a really, to just be even able to fathom a really important part of the book, which is the um, figuring out your why, right? Um, yeah. the, all of section three is walking your why. So a lot of the decisions that you make in order to be a um, you know, somebody who's living with the highest degree of emotional ability has to do with sticking to your why. And I think that it takes time to develop that. So that's the only reason that I would hold off and say probably college age or young professional yeah. um, before I would fully endorse slash recommend yeah. this book i think that students as young as high school could benefit from it but i think for mm-hmm. maximum pop it'd be college and young professional
1: and and really w- what you described there are the stages people really struggle with why mm-hmm. so that that getting out of high school right, yep that's mm-hmm. kind of that one of those first things that high school age. That's one of your first things. And it can be before that, right? It can, it can be, there's kind of figuring out who yourself, but that is definitely coming out of high school. It's like, okay,
0: who am I? How do I belong in society? And and of course there's counterexamples of people that have found their wise, you know, in in elementary school, but they're far from the norm. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the other one is that, that, that young professional getting out of college, Mm -hmm. right. Yep. And kind of, Navigating, understanding why. And then the, the last one I would say is that, um, pre-retiree, retiree, okay. uh, uh, newly, newly grandparents may fall into that as well. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another understanding your why, especially if your career has always been mm-hmm. right. I've always been an engineer. And now I'm retired. Who am I now? Yeah. Mm So yeah, I would say this book, this book really falls into that. Um, Definitely knowing knowing your why and all, all these things.
0: So yeah. Knowing what direction your compass is pointing will help you to become more emotionally agile because it will allow you to live, Um, and make decisions that will align with your goals and values. You got to know them um, before you can make decisions that are going to support them. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I want to give a shout out uh, to my father for recommending this book.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. This
1: book, we probably still would have talked about emotional intelligence this season. Maybe not, Uh, Mm -hmm. but this was a great book in the emotional intelligence room. Um,
0: I would agree with that. And I, I appreciate that your dad forwarded it out there too. Um, gosh, there's so many people I could shout out uh, on this one. Um, I, I Can I shout out my wife again? I think I can because it's my shout out. I think you it's your shout out. I think she yeah. deserves to be shouted out at. I would agree. Yep. And she she helps uh, she helps keep, keep me gra- grounded um, and uh, is so great at turning towards me when I have random yeah. things to talk about. She's she's so great that mm-hmm. I'll be telling her about some random zombie slaying video game. I was playing <laughs> and I know she doesn't. She will probably never play the game. She doesn't <laughs> need to know. But it's not about that. She's so wonderful. She just knows that if I care enough to say something about it, then she cares enough to listen. And we are there for each other. And I appreciate it. So that's my shout out.
1: Yeah. Your wife's pretty badass.
0: I agree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my dude, it's been a
1: blast. Oh, it's it's been a blast. This is a great great book great conversation definitely um, i love talking about it so mm-hmm. enjoy your uh enjoy your your night enjoy thank you yeah you too yeah. say hey
0: to the okay. bean and your lady oh, for me
1: yeah i'll say uh hi to them you do the same
0: will do all
1: right, all right. bye take care bye
0: our podcast was originally recorded on Zoom. Special thanks to Skill Soul on Pixabay for providing our intro and outro music. If you've
1: enjoyed this podcast, uh, please hit the like and subscribe button on your podcast provider.
0: Follow us on Instagram at 2 and Let us know what you think we should review.
1: Keep reading, keep learning, keep growing, keep pursuing what's important to you, and keep listening to our podcast Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs>